Well, hi there. This is KKZZ's Sun Up. It's your daily news update from here in Phoenix on our state and region. Hi, once again, I'm Phil Latzman. This podcast we present to you as a daily digest of the news events here in Arizona. Would you like to call this uh, Friday adjacent? It is Thursday, February 22nd, 2024. Glad you're here today. Let's get to it. Republican lawmakers advanced multiple immigration bills yesterday at the state capitol that drew comparisons to a controversial law that was signed over a decade ago. From our politics team, Wayne Shutsky reports. Republicans in the state Senate approved Senator Janae Shamp's Arizona Border Invasion Act on a party-line vote. The bill would make it a state crime to cross Arizona's southern border illegally. Democrats opposed the bill, saying it mirrored SB 1070. That was a controversial immigration law passed in 2010 that was partially overturned by the U.S. Supreme Court. Democratic Senator Rosanna Gabaldon shared her experience living under SB 1070. Within 12 months, I was pulled over more than 10 times by law enforcement. And why I asked, why did you pull me over? They said, oh, you, are, you don't belong here. Champ said the bill is needed to empower state and local law enforcement to enforce immigration laws because the federal government has failed to fulfill its duty to secure the border. Wayne Shutsky, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Attorney General Chris Mays is suing the IRS to prevent it from taxing a state-issued income tax rebate for Arizona families. Also from our politics desk, Ben Giles has that. Roughly 750,000 families benefited from the program, which provided rebates of $250 for any child younger than 17 and $100 for older dependents. The rebate is exempt from state taxes. But in January, the IRS announced those rebates, capped at $750 per family, were subject to federal income taxes. Mays argues the federal government's decision is unfair and unlawful. In her complaint, she cites similar rebates awarded in other states in 2022 that the IRS determined weren't taxable. Ben Giles, KJZZ News, Phoenix. At a news conference on Wednesday, Maricopa County attorney Rachel Mitchell said she would not agree to extradite the suspect in a fatal beating in New York City. The man is being held in Arizona without bond while her office decides how to charge him for two recent stabbings in the Phoenix area. Kirsten Dorman has more on why Mitchell wants him to remain in Arizona. Mitchell said it would be safer to hold the suspect in Arizona, having observed the treatment of violent criminals in the New York area by Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg. Bragg brought the high-profile case against former President Donald Trump, alleging payment of hush money during his 2016 campaign to cover up an affair. In a statement, Bragg's office called Mitchell's comments a slap in the face and accused her of playing political games in a murder investigation. His office said charges in New York City aren't officially filed until someone is extradited and appears in court. Kirsten Dorman, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Phoenix is putting millions more into homeless services thanks to federal funding. As Christina Estes reports from the business desk, the money comes from the American Rescue Plan Act, known as ARPA. Phoenix received nearly $400 million for COVID-related costs and economic recovery. On Wednesday, the council approved using another $15 million in ARPA funds to continue various shelters and services through June of 2025. City Manager Jeff Barton warned Phoenix's overall expenses are going up while revenue is going down. Unlike the federal government, we can't run a deficit. We have to have a balanced budget every year, so we will have to make tough decisions. Councilman Jim Waring said some residents are fed up with so much emphasis on homelessness. We can't let 7,000 people dictate the budget. The 
multi-billion dollar budget for 1.6 million. So if something's got to give and something's got to change, the 7,000 should start having to adjust more to us and our desires than the other way around. It's gotten way out of hand. Other council members said a focused regional approach and more state support for homeless services and prevention is needed, opinions they've stressed for several years. Christina Estes, KJZZ News, Phoenix. A plan to build affordable housing in Scottsdale is being shelved. As Catherine Davis-Young tells us, the setback comes after the city did not get the funding it had counted on from Maricopa County. Scottsdale plans to build 28 units to provide low or no-cost housing for seniors and people with disabilities. The city council had voted to cover about half of the $15 million project. The rest was to come from federal funds distributed by Maricopa County. But county supervisors recently told the city that money would be directed to the West Valley. Scottsdale will continue to look for funding, says Councilwoman Betty Janik. What we were doing, there was a big need. It's unfortunate that Hopefully it's just a delay and that we can continue in the future to accomplish the goals, which is to help our homeless. Federal pandemic relief funding has allowed the county to make record investments in affordable housing over the past few years, but the deadline to distribute all of those funds is approaching. Catherine Davis-Young, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Current West Valley Congressman Debbie Lesko announced she's now running for a seat on Maricopa County's Board of Supervisors. From her politics team, Cameron Sanchez reports Lesko voted to overturn presidential election results that the board had been accused of manipulating. Lesko was endorsed by former President Donald Trump in 2022 after she joined 146 other Republicans in voting to overturn the 2020 election in Trump's favor. Outgoing Republican supervisor Clint Hickman said he hasn't discussed that with Lesko, but gave her credit for calling him instead of signing onto a letter with other Arizona Republicans questioning how counties ran the election. She picked up the phone and said, I don't, in my gut, I don't think this is right. And she didn't sign that letter. So that meant everything to me. The board, which is made up of four Republicans and a Democrat, was berated by Trump allies and accused of committing fraud in Biden's favor. An audit of county ballots reinforced the fact that Biden won. Cameron Sanchez, KJZZ News, Phoenix. The EPA recently issued stricter standards for fine particulate pollutants. Ari Halpert with Maricopa County's Air Quality Department says they've been able to reduce this type of pollution over the last 30 years, but the county will have to find new ways to make further reductions to meet the new PM 2.5 standard by year's end. Our topography, our weather, the fact that we're a desert, all of that factors into our air quality. But there are ways that we can minimize air pollution, and it will take some time, but it's all about community effort, education, and resources. Halpert says it will boil down to public commitment and being mindful of how activities like burning wood or driving contribute to air quality. A Maricopa County Superior Court judge is recusing himself from voting procedures case after his brother called the defendant's names on social media. Here once again is Cameron Sanchez. Judge Timothy Ryan was assigned a case where Senate President Warren Peterson and House Speaker Ben Toma sued Secretary of State Adrian Fontes for presenting what they say is an illegal guide for election workers. Peterson and Toma requested a new judge from the court last week because Ryan's brother, Attorney Tom Ryan, referred to them on the social platform X as yahoos and chuckle nuts. Last week, Tom Ryan said his brother doesn't have social media and they never discussed the case. Judge Timothy Ryan recused himself on Wednesday. Cameron Sanchez, KJZZ News, Phoenix. 
The Phoenix Mesa Gateway Airport opened a new 30,000-square-foot concourse on Wednesday. Jill Ryan has details. It cost about $30 million to replace the 14-year-old passenger terminal annex. At 10,000 square feet, its size hindered the airport's ability to use all 11 of its gates at once. Mesa Mayor John Giles says the new five-gate facility is a game-changer. People who come out here to uh, experience commercial air travel, uh, we want it to be a good experience. And we literally have been working out of temporary uh, shelters. Uh, and you've had to go outside and sometimes stand in the heat in Arizona uh, to, to utilize this airport as, uh, uh, as a passenger. The airport saw more than a 5% increase in travelers in 2023. With nearly 2 million passengers, it was the busiest year in the airport's history. Jill Ryan, KJZZ News, Phoenix. In sports hockey, in his homecoming, Austin Matthews made history last night in Tempe, scoring his 50th and 51st goals of the season in the Toronto Maple Leafs 6-3 win over the Coyotes. The Scottsdale made, made history by doing so as the fastest-born U.S. player to reach 50 goals in a season. Matthews also the uh, fastest 50-goal scorer in the NHL since Mario Lemieux back in 1996. In their Lone Valley visit, though, Matthews and the Leafs sent their Coyotes to their 11th straight loss, and it's been a month since their last win. Basketball Suns return from the All-Star break tonight in Dallas against the Mavericks. Phoenix comes back winners of 7 of 9. They're in fifth place in the NBA's Western Conference. And that does it for this edition of KJZZ's Sun Up, Arizona's morning news podcast on this Thursday, February the 22nd. I'm Phil Latsman. Thanks so much for listening. Enjoy it. It's like a beautiful day here in uh, the Valley and around the state. And we will do this again tomorrow.